Welcome to the Forgiven Once For All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This is episode 6, and we're going to continue our study in the book of 1 John. And we're going to finish up the first chapter this week. Um, We're going to start in verse 8, and it says, If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, sins, he is faithful and righteous so that he will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So here in John's letter, he's dealing with a particular issue, a teaching of the day. Um by a group called the Gnostics. It was called Gnosticism. And what this group believed, it was a false teaching. And what this group believed is that all flesh is evil. And they believed that because Jesus was God, that he could not have come in the flesh. And that he came in spirit only because God could not be something that was evil. They believed that all flesh was evil. Consequently, because all flesh was evil, it didn't matter what you did with your body. That it didn't affect your spirit, so it wasn't sin. They didn't consider it sin. They didn't say they had sin because of what they did with their body. And this is what John's dealing with here. And this was, and this is one of the false doctrines that the church had to deal with, that the apostles had to deal with in the early church. And this is why in John, when he opens up this letter in verse 1, he says, and we touched him with our hands. He's, he's setting the stage here that Jesus was with God in the beginning, and he came here. God came here in the form of his Son, and we touched him. We heard him. We seen him. So he's dealing with the false doctrine of Gnosticism, and this is where he's starting to talk about sin. So what is sin? I know that when we think of the word sin, we start naming off things that we do. We name things like drunkenness or adultery or murder or theft, um, lying, stealing, cheating. All these things, when we say the word sin, these are the first things that come to our mind. And although those things are a consequence of sin, they are the side effects of sin, they do not define sin in itself. And this is very important because the church today has been very preoccupied with sin. We seem to be able to list every symptom in the book, but not be able to cure what is actually wrong with the person. It would be horrible if you went to a doctor and all they did was sit down and tell you all the things that was wrong with you and not be able to provide a cure and not to be able to identify the root of the problem. 
what the problem actually was. If you go to the doctor because you have a cough, the cough isn't the problem. The cough is a side effect of the cold or the flu that is making you sick and causing you to cough. So sin, what is sin? Sin is a decision to walk in the darkness without light. This is why sin's many times defined as missing the mark. It's literally stumbling in the darkness. Sin is our decision to walk independently through life and not basing our actions or our decisions on our relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sin is thinking that we are less than what God has created us to be. Sin is not believing that the Father loves us and that the Son has given his life for us, or that the fullness of God in the Holy Spirit lives in us without any action required on our part except believing. See, sin started in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were walking with God in the cool of the day. They were created in the very image of God, in the image of perfection. And then a choice was laid out before them, and they made a decision outside of their relationship and their knowledge of God, and they chose to take of the tree that they were told not to. And then from that moment on, sin entered their life, and it tainted their view of who the Father was. Now the God that they were walking with, they feared, and they hid from him. Sin also tainted who they thought they were in the eyes of God. They believed now that God was angry with them, that there was shame and condemnation because of what they had done. So when we base our decisions, whether that decision is what to do, who we think we are, who we think God is, who we think our neighbor is, and we base that outside of our relationship with God, that is sin. If we call our neighbor anything other than what God has called them, it's sin. If we call ourselves anything other than what God has called us, it's sin. If we call God anything other than what the Word of God has shown us and His Son Jesus showed us who the Father really is, then that is sin. That is how we define sin. Sin is living and stumbling around inside of the darkness that Jesus came to deliver us from. The darkness of a false illusion, the darkness that the father of lies has created to keep us from the good, good father. This is what sin is. Sin is stumbling around in that darkness and missing the mark of the Father's love. Sin has consequences. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. When we start living our life and making decisions outside of our relationship with God, then we start making decisions on our own based upon our own judgments, and that's when we get in trouble. That's when we find ourselves in addictions because we're living off our feelings 
and what feels good, and those things always bring destruction. Sin brings death, and it brings destruction to our bodies, to our lives, to our marriages, to our homes. So we can avoid sin by avoiding the darkness that we were stumbling around in. And how do we avoid darkness? What's the quickest way to get rid of darkness? That's with light. This is why John says God is light. When we turn that light on and we start living by that light and what that light tells us, it tells us the truth of everything that's around us. It shows us where the traps are. I heard a very good quote today in the sermon, and the pastor said that Jesus came to free us or to deliver us from the penalty of sin, and he gave us freedom from the power of sin, but not the presence of sin. See, we still live in this world where sin is running rampant. People are living their lives off on their own tangents, in their own making their decisions, living their lives like there's no God, not basing their their decisions upon their relationship with Christ and one another. And as a consequence, this is the world that we're living in. This is why I believe selfishness is the number one symptom of sin. We can tell when somebody has steeped themselves in darkness and sin by how selfish they are. The closer that you get to the Father and the, and the closer you get to the light, the more selfless you are, the more you're willing to lay your life down so that your neighbor can live. So here, John says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what does it mean to confess? This is an issue that the church has struggled with over the the last 2,000 years. Um, There are some churches that teach that Confession must be done to a priest. There are some denominations that teach that you've got to look inside your heart and pull out everything and confess everything that you've ever done to to be forgiven. And I don't agree with that because there's no way I can remember all the things that I've done. There's no way that I could 100% confess everything that I've done. And I don't believe that's what John's talking about here. In the light, in the context of the false doctrine of Gnosticism he was dealing with, if we confess that, yes, we have sin, we have stumbled around in the darkness, and we need a light, Jesus is faithful and just, and he has forgiven us of all of our sin before we even sinned. Think about that. Jesus paid the price and forgave you before you were even born. And so because he is faithful and because he has forgiven us, now we confess 
that we cannot do this thing on our own. That yes, we are stumbling around in darkness without the sun, without the light. And now we are walking in the light as he is in the light. See, confession is not a guilt or shame-filled trip to the altar where we try to tell God how bad we are. But confession is agreeing with God and saying, yes, that is sin is darkness, the darkness that I've been walking in. I need a light and I need the Son, your Son, Jesus, to come and to lead me out of this darkness so that I can now live my life in such a way that brings light to other people who are stumbling around in the darkness of sin. We are not forgiven because we confess, but we confess because we are forgiven. This is an important truth that we need to understand. If you turn these around, that's where condemnation comes in. You cannot confess everything. But if you confess your overall need of a Savior, and you cannot get out of this darkness by yourself, that is when you come into the light and you begin to understand what walking in the light is all about. See, when we confess, what we're doing is we're agreeing with God about our sin and his response to it. We agree with God that we have sinned and that we need a Savior, and he he will forgive. He has already forgiven. This is the beauty of the gospel, that the word of life, the light of life, that perfectly reflects the grace and the nature of the Father. He forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. See, sin, death, hell, and the grave were all dealt with by Jesus at the cross. He defeated all of them. And we can begin to live our life as victors, as overcomers, because of what Jesus has done. See, confession is a lifestyle. When you're in agreement with the logos of Zoe, the word of life, and you walk and you live and you make your home in the light of God's true nature and love and grace, and you confess or you agree with that light that Jesus is Lord and Savior and that you are not, and you agree with the word of life that we have, we have been forgiven and that we are loved, not because of what we have done or could ever do, but because of the grace and the love of the Father that has been demonstrated through the Son. That is what walking in the light is all about. See, Jesus has come to deliver us from the power and the penalty of sin, but we still live in a world that stumbles around in darkness. Walk in the light as he is in the light. I hope this has helped you this week. And remember, as always, God is madly in love with you. Until next time. Mm -hmm.